Hello everyone and welcome to Nisa Today FC. I'm Josh Taylor. I know it's been a little more than a month since our last episode when we did our interview with Peter Wilk and I apologize for the delay guys. I was very busy this past month trying to figure out my job situation and of course a lot of school work I've been catching up on while I'm working on my master's degree trying to get that finished up. But don't worry guys, I'm here, I'm back and feeling a lot better. So uh, very excited to recap on what's been going on with Nisa the past month. So of course I gotta talk about Detroit City FC winning the 2020 Nisa Fall Tournament Championship. We also gotta talk about the future of the league. There's been a lot of rumors going around with teams and what the league may do in the upcoming spring season. So I'll get into some of those rumors. And of course we'll talk about the newest expansion team that was just announced a couple weeks ago that would join the league next year and of course I'll share my final thoughts on first team podcasts and their results of talking about uh, that Nisa is considering applying for D2 sanctioning in the future so I'll share more about that and more so stay tuned all right guys let's talk about Detroit City FC and how this team won the 2020 Nisa Fall Tournament Championship. Now remember, I did predict that this team was going to win the tournament, but it didn't look good after they lost their opener to the Michigan Stars in group play. But you gotta give credit to this team. They hung in there, bounced back, and made a deep run in the tournament, and they made it all the way to the final where they were facing the Oakland Roots. And they were down early in this game, but got two goals, uh, one from Sean Cloud Lawson and the second one from Ryan Peterson. And both of these players were substitutes, so they had to come on the game to help get Detroit City FC the lead late 2-1 to one at an empty Keyword Stadium. But Detroit City FC, you got to give them credit. They managed to hang in there and get it done. And... Detroit City FC, well, last year they won the uh, the uh, Members Cup in the MPSL. And this year, another fall goes by, and now they are the 2020 Nisa Fall Tournament Championship uh, champions. And this is their first year, of course, as a professional club. So Detroit City FC, with everything going on with the situation with the coronavirus pandemic, you got to give them credit for that. Uh, the willing that they were able to host... Uh, these uh, tournament and managed to pull through really well. Uh, it was a really good job with the the organization. So you gotta give them credit for that. Um, what impressed me the most uh, for this uh, fall season for Detroit City FC was is that they only conceded eight goals during nine matches of play during the fall season. So I found that very interesting. Uh, their captain, Stephen Carell, he won the MVP of the tournament. Uh, and I found that very impressive that he was able to help that back line stay solid defensive during all those games. And, of course, Carroll was also dealing with a uh, injury um, as he was trying to postpone the surgery to repair that torn cartilage in his left knee. So the fact that this guy gutted out to get his team the, the victory in all these games through five tournament games 
and earning MVP. Uh, I mean, very well deserved by Stephen Carroll. So, gotta give him credit for that. And, you know, it's a it's a game-changing thing for Detroit City FC as they now, you know, like everybody else, kind of figure out what's going to happen next. Uh, Detroit City FC uh, did very well. Uh, I know it was a bummer we didn't get to see their, their loyal fans, the Northern Guard out there uh, cheering their team on. Hopefully, in the spring season, we'll get a chance to see that happen, depending on what's going on with uh, the COVID-19 and everything, and hopefully everything will be controlled by then. But we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. Now, let's talk about their coach, Trevor James. Uh, he really had to get the best out of this team. And he said after their opening loss to the Michigan Stars in the tournament that, look, guys, we need to come together. We need to turn around and only we can fix this. Because he basically told them if we don't change things, then we're going to be out of the tournament and go home. And they didn't want to do that. So Detroit City FC, got to give them the coach credit to turn that team around after it looked like they were going to struggle. And managed to pull it out and hey they they won the tournament so congrats to Detroit City FC and we look forward to seeing how this team progresses in future years but great story glad for Detroit City FC now let's talk about the team they beat in this tournament in the final Oakland Roots Soccer Club now of course going into this tournament Oakland Roots was planning to leave Nisa and go to the USL Championship. That was already announced well before the tournament started. And Oakland Roots, you know, had this, had the game, but let it slip late. And I know some people in Nisa circles were like, oh, this is, you know, this would be a good look for the league if Oakland Roots end up winning the league and then they peace out. But I was kind of like, well, remember Miami FC, excuse me, the Miami FC, excuse me, uh, they won the fall Eastern Conference Championship Tournament last year and they ended up piecing out to USL for this year. So I'm not sure if that would have been the same effect for Oakland Roots. But hey, all we can do is wish Oakland Roots the best of luck. Um, I would say though, Oakland Roots, you know, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Just look what happened with Miami SC this year. They brought most of the players on that team were even like I think it's probably because they joined the league kind of late, but then they had Nisa players, they had some other players that added on, and Miami FC really struggled this year in the uh, USL Championship this year. So I found that very surprising. Um, but hey, uh, maybe Oakland Roots might make some noise this time around. So we'll have to see how that plays out going forward. But. Enough about the Oakland Roots. They moved on. They're not be part of this league anymore. Let's talk about some of the other teams in the league and how they fared during the fall tournament. Let's start with Chattanooga FC. Of course, Chattanooga FC, they made it to the final, the semifinal, excuse me. And Chattanooga FC did pretty well. They were on a good run and everything. And hey, they may not have made it to the final as I had originally predicted. But, you know, a good season for Chattanooga FC in the fall season. They finished at top of the table in the Eastern Conference. Their overall record is seven wins, uh, two draws we lost. So they, they did, 
you know, pretty well this year. They also won the Independent Cup Southeast Region title this past summer. So they did that very well. And, of course, as I mentioned earlier, they won the NISA Eastern Conference Regular Season Championship. So not a bad year for Chattanooga FC. And I'm pretty sure they will make improvements in the spring season. Now, let's talk about the other big team in NISA. That would be, of course, the New York Cosmos. And the New York Cosmos really struggled this fall season. They only had basically one goal, one point, you know, finished last in their group in the NISA fall tournament. And, you know, for the New York Cosmos, it was just a real struggle for this team. I, I don't know if it's just a lack of, you know, player investment only because, you know, they have a, a young team and, you know, we know Danny Satella is the, the team captain there. But the Cosmos, are this is not the same Cosmos from like the NASL days. This is a totally different team. And the, I know some of the fans have said, well, Rocco Camiso is kind of focusing more on his, his other investment team with Fiorentina over in Serie A than opposed to what's going on with the Cosmos and their situation. But hopefully that will get changed. Um, the Cosmos, though, look, the Cosmos to me are much funner to watch when it's a competitive team, they got, you know, really good all players. I mean, this is New York, okay? New York is, you know, L.A. or, you know, Miami, you know, big, big stars. And the Cosmos, you know, every league there's a hero, every league there's a villain. So I know the Cosmos, for some people, have fit that billing. But, hey, it's, it's fun to watch. And the Cosmos, I would certainly hope that they will be able to get things turn around this off season and we'll see i mean the cosmos they haven't won a title since 2016 so it's been a while since the cosmos have gotten themselves some silverware and the fact that they lost to cal united in the first game got a draw against chattanooga fc in the second game and then they couldn't beat la force they still had a chance to make it to the next round and they just didn't get it done so we will have to see what happens with the Cosmos. But fans, if you're a fan of Chattanooga FC, the Cosmos, let me know on Twitter or social media your thoughts on the situation. And let's, what do you guys think will be happen for these uh, two big clubs in the spring season? Now, New Amsterdam FC, I know they struggled during the uh, fall season. But hey, they showed some grit during the uh, group stage of the tournament. So, you know, getting a draw and against Michigan, I think it was Michigan Stars, and showing some grit in this game. And, you know, hey, this team was like a different team in the tournament than they were in the uh, fall season. So you got to give New Amsterdam FC credit. Uh, it's a young team that took a beating, but I think this team, with another spring season coming up, should be able to improve. Now let's talk about the Michigan Stars. Speaking of Michigan Stars, Michigan Stars were off to a good start. They were hanging in there in the Eastern Conference, uh, finishing second place. But then they slipped a bit in the tournament, and they were going to the last game. And the Michigan Stars were only able to get a draw uh, in their last game and weren't able to pull through. And for Detroit City FC, that was against Oakland. 
So for Detroit City FC, it was pretty simple. They beat New Amsterdam, and they were going to, to the final. Or it's not the final, semifinal. And that was very interesting as well. And for Michigan Stars, you know, hey, I mean, definitely an improvement from the spring season at least. But to be fair, the spring season only was two games and was cut short because of the, the coronavirus pandemic. So not much of a sample there. But you can see the team definitely improved this time around. And we'll see how it turns out for them in the spring. Cal United Strikers, this team dominated the league last year. But this year really had a down year. Uh, team didn't score a lot of goals. Other than that first game against the Cos or against the Cosmos in the tournament, that was the one. I mean, they only played two games, of course, so it's probably not too fair to judge them harshly when they only played two games, like Oakland and LA Force did as well. But uh, Cal United, you know, I kind of expected a little more from this year, and they just came up short. So we'll see if this team can bounce back. Uh, LA Force, of course, LA Force, they were a team that I was not expecting to do well, but hey, they made a good run in the tournament. You know, they, they beat the Cosmos and they made it to the semifinal uh, round uh, where they lost. But hey, good run for a lot of these teams. So we'll see what happens next season. All right, everyone, let's talk about the newest expansion team that's going to be joining NISA next year, and that would be the Maryland Bobcats FC. So congrats to those guys. They, their application was officially approved to join NISA next year. Now, the thing that surprised me was, originally we all thought this team was gonna join next fall, along with the Chicago NISA team, which, by the way, Chicago NISA, nothing official on their expansion and approval yet, but from everything I'm hearing, it, it looks probably soon that they will get approval at some point. But anyway, let's talk about Maryland Bobcats FC. The biggest surprise was we all thought they were going to join the fall, but now they're going to be joining in the spring if they can get approval from the U.S. Soccer Federation to join in the spring. Now, I thought when this was announced, it was very interesting because we all thought, okay, Nisa, well, they're losing the Oakland Roots, but they're going to have, you know, the other seven clubs that just may come back, and then the new one was going to be uh, New, Jer uh, new Jersey, right? And then the New Jersey Teamsters, and then <clears throat> 1904 FC was all supposed to come back, and then now you add Maryland. The Bob, Maryland Bobcats FC, that would be 10 teams. Now, I know the commissioner, John Perch, has said in other podcast interviews that Stumptown Athletic is supposed to come back as well, but I have not heard anything. I mean, if you guys heard anything, please let me know on social media, but I have not heard anything about Stumptown Athletic uh, coming back to join, come back to the league, at least for the spring season. I mean, maybe it might happen next fall, uh, but I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, Maryland Bobcats, I know some people were speculating, oh, maybe New Jersey, they're not ready. And that's why uh, Maryland Bobcats is kind of jumping in their spot. But we have not heard anything officially from the league, so it's all just speculation right now. Um, but uh, in NISA, with everything going on with COVID, I'm not sure. I know this past year, they didn't announce the spring format until I believe January of this past year. And now that we're hearing rumors that the league may not start till possibly April or maybe May of next year. 
which would make sense with everything going on with COVID. Uh, I know MLS, they've also talked about starting the season in April or May, and the USL, USL Championship and League One have also looked at starting around that same time. So it, it would make sense if that is the case. So hopefully by the end of the year, we'll know who's going to be playing, or if not, for sure, by January. But anyway, let's get back to the Mar Maryland Bobcats. I'm getting off track. Sorry, guys. <laughs> so... Yes, they're planning to join the competition in spring of 2021. And let me just read this quote here from the commissioner, John Pritch. I congratulate the Maryland Bobcats, their owners, coaches, players, and staff on receiving their membership in NISA. The Bobcats truly exemplify what it means to be an independent club. They are closely tied to the community and have proven over the years what it takes to rise in the ranks both on and off the pitch. This represents a new chapter for their club and supporters, and I couldn't be happier for them. For Nisa, it keeps us on the mission to bring quality professional soccer to every city in the United States. And look, Maryland Bobcats FC, they have a really great track, rack for, track record. Excuse me. Of course, they're now the first team that in Maryland go professional since Crystal Palace Baltimore uh, dissolved back in 2010. Uh, the club is the second Nisa club with black ownership. Uh, joining 1904 FC and they're also building opportunities for minority players, coaches, staff members and has been a keystone for the team since the beginning so this is really awesome for uh, Maryland Bobcats FC and uh, their owner uh, uh, Saba, I hope I said that right uh, he was talking about that this has been 10 years in the making and for their community and that um, they share the NISA vision providing players and coaches a path to professional soccer and building a true open system uh, based on merit and this team was also in the UPSL this past year going undefeated and winning the championship in the UPSL uh, division so Maryland Bobcats they're doing it right and they also have a they're going to plan to have a team in the Eastern Premier Soccer League, which is affiliated with NISA. So you got to give credit for the Maryland Bobcats FC. I think that this team is could be on the, that same level, like Ch the Chattanoogas, Detroit City FC, the Cosmos, if they eventually get, get back to how it used to be, you know. And, you know, that's important for NISA, getting these core clubs in there, getting built up to get some other clubs, and, you know, you build your track record from there. So very important for them as well. Now, could there be other new teams? Possibly, but we have not heard anything other than Chicago Nisa. That's the only other one we heard about. There was also a rumor I saw popping around about a team in Colorado. Colorado Springs FC was another one I think we've heard about. But I don't know. I think that club may more likely be part of the Nisa Nation project more than Nisa Pro. But who knows? Um, we'll have to wait and see how things pan out on that side of things. But let's talk about what's going on in the soccer landscape at the moment. Uh, Jeff Roder said last week that in the USL division that the MLS were planning to pull some of their uh, B teams or two teams out of USL Championship and USL League One and that they were going to plan to join the Reserve League. For, that could start next year. And he also mentioned that this reserve league for MLS could be uh, applying for D3 sanctioning. So 
For Nisa, I don't think it's too much of a concern, for at least compared to the Reserve League, because, look, I, I think Nisa may get there at some point, but if they have any Reserve teams, they'll probably go in like their affiliate leagues. And the Reserve teams in the USL, they're not getting a lot of fans or, you know, buzz or anything like that. I mean, I know Real Marks won the USL Championship uh, last year, but this is not changing the needle. And we know USL, especially Championship League One, they're saying they're getting more interest and they want to get more of these other soccer markets like Portland, Maine, or Des Moines, Iowa, places like that. So we'll see how that plays out. But they also, for USL, at least for League One, which is on the same level as NISA, it looks like for the short term, there may have at least eight teams, um, assuming nobody else pulls out of League One, because like f I believe five of the teams in the USL League One currently are MLS-affiliated teams. Uh, so they are going to be on a shaking ground at least for next year, but they're just trying to hang in there until 2022 and 2023. Which, speaking of 2023, it was announced today that DeMarcus Beasley was going to bring uh, Fort Wayne FC, who was in the NPSL, they're going to go to, uh, to League One after a couple years. So that's kind of how the soccer landscape is kind of affecting NISA at the moment. Uh, but NISA has kind of kept things close to the vest. So we have not heard anything yet on what's going to happen next. But uh, I'm sure we'll hear some exciting announcements, hopefully in the next month, as this league tries to build up towards its future now speaking of future let me just get into my final thoughts here on today's episode where first team podcast that is a podcast show hosted by john frusciante who is the uh new york cosmos uh supporter and he apparently did an interview with the commissioner of nisa john pruch and john pruch uh he said in this interview apparently that um, Nisa, you know, is planning to look into at some point uh, applying for D2 sanctioning in a couple years. Now, before everyone flips out, let me just tell you straight up from my opinion that I think Nisa is kind of moving a little too quick on this decision. However, I will point out this because there's been rumors, and Peter Will, I believe, mentioned this on Twitter, I saw a, few, a, a week or two ago, that he's talked to the NISA board about, you know, trying to talk to U.S. soccer about changing the professional league standards. Now, if NISA is successful in that venture, uh, then yes, applying for D2 in a couple years could be a possibility. Do I think it's going to happen? As of right now, No. Because U.S. Soccer Federation, it's changed so much, even though uh, with all the changing, like the uh, with the presidents after having when Carlos Cordero stepped down, and the players, the athletic council, and that whole hot mess, and people just believe in the perception that MLS and USL and Soccer United Marketing are kind of dominating that poll. Now, John Prush kind of said that they want to change that, you know, with more affiliations give these leagues more of a voice in that those conversations so like i said if if the if nisa can do it and they find a way to make it happen hey it's a possibility but if you're asking my honest opinion i can't see it by 2023 now maybe by 2025 you know that's five years 
then I would say it's more of a possibility. Unless the professional league standards do change between now and then. Now, another thing I would like to add to that argument is, remember, when the USL applied for their D2 sanctioning back when they were a D3 league, it took them two years. This was back in 2015. It took them two years before they were able to get D2 sanctioning. And in 2017, they were provisionally sanctioned along with the then NASL, North American Soccer League. And then in 2018, they were the sole D2 league while the NSL folded by the wayside. So uh, that could be the process where it could maybe take, they could apply in a couple years and it takes two to three years before they get approval. But the other thing I would say is they're going to have to get these expansion teams cranking real quick. <laughs> you know, I haven't heard a lot on that lately, but hopefully we'll hear some uh, announcements on that front soon. And on top of that, I mean, I guess I got to sign a mayor who's going to get moved up to the second division. Ideally for me, I think Nisa should try to get to at least 24 teams. To me, that makes the most sense. And then you can split 12-12. Or to be even safer, if I were them, I would try to push for 32 teams. Go for 32, then you definitely have enough. And you split 16-16. And then that's it. And... I guess the model, I kind of alluded to this with Peter Will in our interview last month, and he kind of mentioned it where the goal for them is to do, they have the affiliate leagues, then they have Nisa Nation, which is the incubator league, to kind of test out these clubs that want to go professional. D3 will be the current Nisa league, which I guess they're kind of calling it Nisa Pro. I do remember Nisa trademarked Nisa Premier, so that might be their second division name, Nisa Premier. And then eventually, who knows, if it continues to be that successful, maybe push for D1. I don't know. One thing that I know, John Purchase made it clear that he wants to do promotion relegation. And Nisa, if they're successful, they could be the first league, or U.S. soccer league, in America to do pro-rel on a pyramid level. Okay, We're not just talking what USL might do someday between the championship and the League 1 division. We're talking about Okay, Nisa Premier, Nisa Pro, Nisa Nation, and then whatever the affiliate leagues are going to be, uh, have a league be called, and then maybe Division One, but, but all under the Nisa umbrella. That seems to be the goal for Nisa. So, again, very interesting uh, thoughts from what First Team Podcast posted today on social media and their website. Now, the interview won't be posted on his uh, podcast, John Frusante's podcast, First Team Podcast, until next Tuesday. That's when we'll, I'll get to listen to it, and most of y'all get to listen to it, and find out what's the scoop, what's the deal. So hopefully, I'll listen to it next week, and we can hear more updates on what John Perch is going to address about the future of the league, and we'll see how it goes from there. But very exciting news, I guess. Despite being, you know, Nisa being very quiet with everything going on. But hey, you know, they finished their season. Uh, we'll see how it goes for the next season. Um, it probably won't happen until April or May when they start playing again. I think if that does happen with Nisa because of what's going on with COVID-19, uh, they may, I don't know if they're going to do a condensed schedule like they did this year. I know they talked about doing like a single table, but I don't know if it's going to work if they condense the schedule, um, or they could 
do like a like a longer season. So maybe they could do instead of a fall spring season or I guess spring fall, they would maybe try to do a combined season. But I'm not sure how that would work though if Chicago Nisa plans to come in the fall season. So probably more likely a short spring season and then maybe a longer fall season to kind of make up for that. So we'll see how that plays out. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. Uh, If you really enjoyed the show, please leave comments, feedbacks, or suggestions on the Anchor Podcast app or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Of course, if you want to reach out to my social media pages, you can reach out to me on my personal Facebook page, at Joshua Taylor. If you want to reach out to me on Instagram, it is at JT Soccer Sports. That's at J-T-S-O-C-K-A Sports. And the easiest way, of course, you can always reach me is on Twitter. For Twitter, it's at JT Soccer 88. Again, that's at J-T-S-O-C-K-A 88. As far as the show, you can also follow the show as well. For Nisa Today on Facebook, it's at Nisa Today FC. And if you go on Twitter, it's at Nisa underscore Today FC. And if you go on Instagram, it is at Nisa underscore Today FC. You guys take care of yourselves. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. It is Halloween. So if you're going to go out trick-or-treating, again, please stay safe. And I will see you guys next time. Take care. Bye for now.